0: All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Right here on the Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. You you wanna you just wanna ruin this whole first segment? Yeah, 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 later. yeah. Where did our little book go? Did someone take our book? Oh, it's in right here. I want to make sure. Mop and Roofing brings you hour number three. Have we adjusted that book? <laughs> That's a good one. No. Let me tell you about getting your fence in shape for the summer, Josh. That's what's going on here. But this is where I I keep my reminder that the Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day is coming up. Well, let me tell you that Bob
1: Moppin and his team at Moppin Roofing, they are excellent. They've got you covered, Oklahoma. Number to call 405-703-3843, family-owned and operated for Well, over 35 years of experience that they've got now.
0: So before we get to the top five stories of the day, we had spent a lot of time back in hour one going over the six different computer rankings that used to be in the mix for the BCS, right? Because someone was kind of, well, not somebody. I think a lot of us were pretty surprised to see Texas at 24, though they're knocking on the door of every ranking they're 25th in the EAP and 27th in the coaches poll still just doesn't seem right that they're the best three loss team in college football. That's what it says to me. And so we started digging on the actual computer rankings and we found out that one, Jeff Sagarin had Texas as high as number nine, Josh Helmer nine. So with that in mind, one of the Air Comfort Solutions Texter said, Hey, go take a look at the ESPN.com FPI. Here we go. According to the FPI, which I want to remind you, because every time I bring up the ridiculousness of the FPI, everyone always says, Oh, it's a math thing. Don't take it too seriously. They put it on the rankings when they're talking about the college football playoff. Ah! Ohio State number one. Alabama number two. Josh, let me remind you of what that means. That what happens on the field Does not doesn't matter. matter. Kind of important. Why do we play the games? Why don't we just have a couple of nerds go out there and have a computer battle? What are we doing? Georgia's number three, followed by Michigan. Oh, do you have these up? Are you looking at them? No, I'm just okay. I'm following okay. along with you. All right. So let me remind you Ohio State, one. No problem there. Alabama, two.
1: Big problem there.
0: Georgia, three, followed by Michigan, Tennessee, and then Texas. Oh, my gosh. I don't need you to tell me on Twitter. Well, these are, no, if you have a computer model that it's either projecting, recapping, and it comes up with Texas at six, your formula's bleeped. It's not right. It's incorrect. Go redo it. No way, no how, no chance. It's the dumbest stuff I've ever seen. Well, you know, you just got to look at it from this practice. Not- no! There is nothing on this planet that would make any sense to have Texas at number six.
1: It's erroneous.
0: It's blasphemous. It's
1: ridiculous.
0: Can't play for him. Won't. It's that Mike Singletary. A couple of other notes here from this that I find uh, intriguing. They've got Utah at eight. <laughs> Two loss of Utah at
1: eight. So basically, just teams that it liked before the season, I guess.
0: LSU is at nine. <laughs>
1: All where's right, it, where's Oregon?
0: Well, you notice there's another team that I haven't mentioned yet. TCU. Yeah, where, where are they? Thirteenth, behind Ole Miss, Oregon, USC, Penn State, LSU, and Utah. Same spot as the
1: Sagarin rating.
0: In Ray- fact, is. in fact, hold on, I'm I'm incorrect. No, no, I'm sorry, they're not 13th, Josh, my bad. They're 14th. One spot ahead of Baylor. One. Matt Plank, you know, they're just all, you are looking at the future. Don't care. Incorrect. Oklahoma State. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, Oklahoma is 26th. One spot behind Maryland. Maryland, the Terps. What are we doing, ESPN? What are we doing? Um, they have. It's funny because they have win projection. They have Texas projected to win ninety nine point five percent of their games left, and a projected win loss record at eight and four, or to be precise, eight point one and four point three. Yeah, I hate
1: the way that they do the win loss. Just makes no sense.
0: I'm I'm waiting for the well actually
1: Um Is that its way of saying that they might get to the Big Twelve Championship game? what is that number? Is I it a guess bowl so. game or what is I it?
0: guess so? Mike and Tulsa. Well at least Chris isn't triggered. I I saw it right before the break and Josh can attest. I took a little walk. I was trying to check in with the boss lady, but she was in a meeting. Like crashing meetings, I might just walk in the area, hey, what's going on? But let let all my energy out. now I'm better. Texas at six. What? Texas could win out and not be a top 10 team. What are we doing? Two things from the 918. It can be accurate the BCS rankings without the Harris Rankings second. Lifelong Texas hater, but you do realize they're like three plays away from being undefeated. Yeah, well, they're like okay. I mean, Oklahoma's an not undefeated. quarterback <laughs> away from being that. I mean, that shouldn't factor in.
1: Just for the efficiency numbers,
0: I'm sure that it it does to some degree. I mean, let me ask you this: to to the nine one eight, you do realize they're three plays away from being undefeated? Yes. I also realize that they've had significant leads in all three of those games. And I'll add a fourth play where there's a dropped pass by one of the best receivers in the Big Twelve that would have handed them an L against the worst team in the Big Twelve. So are you more impressed that they found a way to have a lead that they blew? I don't I don't understand the reasoning there. I can I don't understand the reasoning. But it's got to be the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Brian writes: computer models are the same as me marrying a supermodel. They don't make any sense. I think that might be one of my greatest lines I've ever dropped in the history of this show. Let's just have a couple of nerds go out there and have a computer battle. Yeah, let's shoot. Hey, listen, let's do this if, at ESPN. If your idea of what what Texas being sixth, let's just have a couple of nerds go out there to the fifty. One can have a a PC, one can have a Mac, and just have them go after it. Let's go. This is the promo segment, by the way, Drake. Drake doesn't listen to our show. I've noticed. All right, it's time for the top five stories of the day. We do this every single day right here on The Ref, and it's brought to you, as always, by the good people at Newcastle Casino. Let's go. It's time for the top five stories of the day.
1: Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino,
0: where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Exit 107 off I-44. 14 table games, blackjack, three-card poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat. Front row sports bar located has monthly drink specials for you at Newcastle Casino. All right. Big story number five. Number five. Last night. World Series. Finally, game three. And to say maybe the Philly bats were cooking last night might be a little bit of an understatement. They grabbed a 2-0 lead. They grabbed a 4-0 lead. And then... And again, the 1-2. Swung on, hit in the air. Center field. Going back on it
2: is McCormick. Back toward the wall. It is! Gone! It. Off the brick wall! A- trees a two-run center field home run for Kyle Schwarber and the Phillies are leading it now six to nothing
1: are they going to get this done I mean obviously tonight's gigantic if the Phillies went tonight I think most people would say they're winning the World Series and if they don't then I don't know anything could happen with the series back knotted up and probably people would favor the Astros to find a way to win it at that point but so call your shot. What say you? I say the Phillies are going to win this World Series.
0: I do too. I do too. I think the Phillies are going to win it. I think they're going to win the next 2 games at home. I kind of do too. I think it's going to be a 5 game set. Um I had a little note here on the Big 12, Pac 12 TV stuff because I didn't there wasn't enough for like a full story. But you just want to move on to Big Story 4, and maybe if we have time, get that at the bottom of the hour. Absolutely. All right. Big Story number 4. Number 4. Number 4. OKC wins last night. Stay to the top. The key jumped at by Wendell Carter Jr. Slashes left. Steps back. Fires. The fadeaway 13-footer arcing angle left is nothing but net. Gilman's Alexander's got 30 again. Has the Animal sent a cease and desist yet for playing highlights? I just want to double-check on that.
1: No. no? Uh, give those guys credit. They haven't really come after us too much
0: um well outside of social media so the oklahoma city (laughs) thunder win last night take care of business they've won four straight games but again we'll see right i'm pretty excited about this team i'm not gonna lie i think they're a lot of fun to watch they are very high on my don't fall asleep during this game meter and they beat the magic last night 116-108 that's a very important meter in the plank household what can hold my attention thankfully it was an earlier game too Denver, seven o'clock coming up. Let's see. They had to take the tomorrow night. The the calendar that is usually right behind Josh is currently being used for Like it always is. I don't know what. Uh it's
1: not being used for anything. It's just sitting You're out there. Sitting
0: on the table. out there on the table. People, listen. We it's gotta my get a second blood. calendar. Or we just least, have to. At least, you know, there's these things called computers that we can, you know, type things out and send them to us. All right, so OKC okay, so wins last night. They're back in action. But that's not what anybody in the NBA is talking about. It looks as if the, the, the Nets have their new head coach, at least we think. Right? I mean, it looks like Emi Adoka is going to be their head coach. But there's this sudden backlash. I, I understand what he's in trouble for, right? I get it. But everyone acting like this wouldn't be a brilliant move by, by Brooklyn. I don't, I don't understand.
1: That it wouldn't be a good hire from a coaching perspective. Yeah, exactly.
0: Now, the PR stuff that comes with it, listen, Brooklyn's been a PR disaster for about two years now. So I think they can handle it. But Steve Nash out. And honestly, to kind of maybe claim a little bit of ignorance, I hadn't really truly grasped how bad it got in Brooklyn through the first eight games this season. I mean, at least they've got two wins. The Lakers only have one. But Lakers are on a winning streak. All right, big story number three. Number three. NFL trades galore. Yesterday, Adam Schefter called it the busiest NFL trade deadline day that he's ever seen as 10 different deals were made. Now, Buffalo got its running back in Hines from from the Colts that so many had talked about. The Miami Dolphins got their help on the rush edge, uh, edge rusher from Bradley Chubb, though they gave up first-round pick. Do you see that note, too? Miami turned the three first-round picks it got from San Francisco into Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, and now Bradley Chubb. Yeah, that's it's not too bad. Solid business. But we do have breaking news this morning in the National Football League. It has finally happened. Dan Snyder is going to sell the Washington Commanders. He has secured bank of america securities to explore potential transactions involving the team a statement from the team did not specify what those transactions might be but a commander's spokesperson said the team was exploring all options interesting welcome to the nfl jeff bezos we're excited to have you
1: yeah i mean obviously right
0: i don't think i don't think that would suck for the nfl i think that'd be pretty awesome to be is, honest with you.
1: Is there any sort of a conflict of interest, though?
0: With the Amazon TV stuff? Yeah. Maybe. It's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. I mean, do they have to rework that deal? Or Jeff Bezos has to quit Amazon in order to... <laughs> uh, heck, his ex-wife maybe has enough money to buy the Commanders if she wants. But it looks as if Washington, the Commanders, will be on the sales block. Do they finals. care about a conflict of interest? Yeah, they might not. The NFL might say, I see your money. All right, big story number two. Number two. Last night, the 14 playoff rankings made its debut. We've spent a lot of time on it today. In fact, it was uh, pretty much our entire opening segment of the show. Uh, if you missed it, you can find it on the podcast. Simply search ref and listen to hour one. But I got a little bit more here that I had marked from the committee chair, and that would be one Boo Corrigan. And... They talked about why Ohio State would end up being the choice over Georgia at number two, which is it is kind of funny that now you've given Georgia a reason to put a little chip on its shoulder whenever they're going into their game this weekend against Tennessee. Oh, you see? They all think that Tennessee's better than you.
3: I think the explosive nature of their offense Ohio at Ohio State, uh, C.J. Stroud, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., um, the went over – Uh, Penn State, the way they came back to win that game. Again, very close. uh, Two well-balanced teams. But at the end of the day, the committee decided that uh, we would go with Ohio State number two and Georgia number three.
0: Again, that is Boo Corrigan. Boy, they just jump in there quick. My goodness.
1: Unbelievable that uh, he did not mention that win over Iowa as really (laughs) one of the telling signs that Ohio State should be ranked where it's ranked.
0: He did go in-depth on some of the places where they had their biggest debate.
3: Well, I mean, the, the thing about it, you, you've got 13 different voices in the room, and some people are advocating for Georgia, some people are advocating for Ohio State, others for Tennessee. And it really does. It drives the conversation. And the goal of the, the meeting room, if you will, and as a chair is to have a light touch and make sure that what we're doing is making the right decision with the knowledge that we have thus far in the season to make sure that we get it right one, two, and three.
0: So, obviously, the big question this morning in Big 12 country, TCU behind Alabama. Um, TCU kind of buried down there at, what, eight in the rankings? Why? Why do they make that decision to put TCU behind Alabama?
3: Well, I I think you look at TCU, and again, we're looking for a balanced team, offense and defense, and they have gotten behind in some games. They've been able to come back and win those games. But when you look at Alabama – Uh, in the wins um, against Mississippi State at Arkansas, uh, at Texas, and obviously a three-point loss uh, at Tennessee. Uh, As a committee, we decided to go uh, Alabama 6 and TCU 7.
0: I do like the the simplicity of just saying, well, at the end of the day, we just went Alabama 6 and TCU 7. I think I said 8, my bad. I tried to drop him even lower. I'm even less impressed with TCU than Boo Harrington is. Or Corrigan, excuse me. (laughs) Who's Boo Harrington? I don't know. I like
1: it, though. It's a good name.
0: We'll we'll go with it. So, Tennessee won, followed by Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. As far as Big 12 teams are concerned, there's TCU at 7. Kansas State, 13. Oklahoma State is at 18. And Texas is at 24. Anything else really kind of catch your eye on this? I think LSU being in the top ten kind of surprised some people, right? Yeah.
1: Sliding in uh, right there at number ten is uh, impressive for LSU. I mean, obviously the biggest story is, for us, is TCU being where TCU is and is there a path for TCU to the playoff even if they go undefeated or is there a scenario where they get left out, which I would argue that absolutely that uh, scenario exists.
0: Yeah. All right, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. one. All right, we got more Brent Venables. Um, Steel Man pulled a couple of really good Dave Aranda cuts that we'll get to next. And much more. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday edition of The Plank Show right here on The Ref. And when we come back, we'll hear from Brent Venables and Dave Aranda in advance of OU Baylor on Saturday, right here on The Home of Sooner Fans. This is so weird for me because I like to have control of my audio. So, Josh, I have to ask, do you have the Dave Aranda cuts? I do. Can we hear some of them? Big breaking news there on The Plank Show, right? The OU softball schedule is out. And... We're expecting Dan Snyder to sell the team. Let's go. Let's go. We also We also went in depth with Kevin Clazel on the weather forecast for this weekend. If you missed that. New friend of the show. Oh, dude, he's going to become a regular. He was awesome. If you missed that, you can find it at kref.com podcast page, however you consume podcasts. It was an hour to bottom of the hour. So we got that going for us, which is nice. And he said. As we've seen, everything needs to be moved off Friday night. So all the high school games in not just our area but across the state look like a Thursday night game. So it is what it is. is what it is. But Saturday looks chilly in the morning, but by game time, looks like everything will be cleared out. So I'll go from my weather conversation to my field conversation. Um, couple quick texts before we get to the Dave Randa stuff. Okay, absolutely. Off the air, Comfort Solutions text line. I think this is really good from the five eight zero, who by the way became one of my favorites whenever I saw that. I guess do they have? Do they still do Jukebox Wednesday on the on the ref or no? I don't know. I I don't feel like I've heard it recently. Nazareth hair the dog was a request he had thrown in. My kind of guy. But he writes, when Oklahoma is down, there are no good wins in the conference for anyone else in the Big 12 to make the playoffs. Texas is the only other team in the conference that could make the playoffs going undefeated when Oklahoma is down. You know, the unfortunate reality of that is the proof is, is in the, the pudding. Is that what the kids say? Um, I don't know that I agree with that. You don't agree with that? No. Because we did have Baylor and TCU in the initial playoff rankings kind of get hosed whenever Oklahoma was a little bit down. I I would also say that Oklahoma was not down,
1: according to its record, at this time last year, and they were one spot behind where TCU's at right now. Um, So, (laughs) I I don't know that it's... I mean, part of it, yes, is the conference, but... uh, Part of it is just the way you play, too, and Oklahoma was not altogether impressive to this stage of the season last year, and TCU is undefeated, but guess what? They've not wowed a bunch of people. No. I,
0: I like TCU. I'm impressed with TCU. I don't think I'm going to die on a hill for TCU. Does that make sense? I can be impressed with them, and I can like them. But I'm not ready to go to the mattresses to defend their spot in the tournament right now. Um, That dude just gave Ohio State credit for coming back to win against Penn State, but TCU gets penalized for it. Okay, that's from the 405. That's why I think, and I don't know. I'll I'll have to ask Joe C about this. That's why I think they need to go a little bit more in depth with hey, how are you going to answer this? Let's let's practice this. How are you going to do that? Because a lot of times these commissioners, these eds, sound like they don't know what they're talking about.
1: Yeah, otherwise they should probably just not say anything at all.
0: And here's the other thing. It's not as if the playoff committee has this massive gap between Penn State and Oklahoma State. Well, TCU had to come back and beat Oklahoma State and had to come back to beat Kansas State, but – you know, it's just not good. Well, Ohio State had to do it against Penn State. Penn State is 15th. I still think Oklahoma State's a better team
1: than Penn State, T- even C- though they got housed last week at Kansas State.
0: TCU did it against the teams that they consider 13th and 18th. So it's I, that doesn't make any sense to me, none whatsoever. A um, couple of others here. That's exactly why they need to go to eight teams in the playoffs. They're going to twelve. Just keep that in mind. Uh, here's one from the nine one eight. This is an ESPN-driven poll, so they're always going to support any team that is part of their network. Texas, whether we like it or not, has a giant contract with ESPN, so of course they're going to prop up the Shorthorns. We all know ESPN is trash when it comes to fair and objective coverage. Well, in fairness, to this Gary, Gary and Bixby, this is supposed to be a computer formula, so I, and it's supposed to be. Listen, I've had so many math nerds with the yeah butts on Twitter when I complain about this in the past. It's like, yeah, but you know, this is a predictive poll. Right. It's a predictive poll. And I'm like, okay, well, any poll that is predicting Texas to finish sixth, redo the formula. Or with the sixth best percentage each week to be a winner, basically, right? (laughs) Redo the formula. It's just, it's not working. And it hasn't been. Again, I get it, it's predictive, but any time that you look and you realize that a team that was beaten by another team is ranked below them, or did I say that right? Alabama's ranked ahead of Tennessee, that's what I'm trying to say. I can't get into this.
1: Well, and Texas is in front of a bunch of teams that, Texas is not better than.
0: (laughs) Are you nerd-shaming? No, 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 from the 405. It is a term of endearment as I've gotten older. nerd Revenge of the Nerds kind of really elevated nerd status to another level, and since then it's just taken off. I mean, who's the richest people on the planet? Nerds. Who's the smartest people? Nerds. We need more nerds. Um, if we're going with the three plays from undefeated argument, wouldn't Ohio State be rated high then too? Other than the OU game, they were a couple plays away from being unbeaten. Agreed. Wait, who was a couple plays
1: away from being unbeaten? I, Iowa State
0: was their point. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: They've, they're almost unbeaten
0: in the Big 12. Uh, it's crazy. I told you, they have OU at 25 on the FPI. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oklahoma's not a top 25 team right now. But they're knocking on the door. If, But they're not there. I mean, the I, we, we could sit here and say, yeah, well, Sagram has him at 16. And that's fine. It's just I don't think it's reality yet. Could be. They be, roll the rest of the season. Let's go. Be Baylor
1: this week and you might be a top 25 at, team.
0: All right. Um, oh my gosh, this still hasn't published. All right, we got to take a break. The the techs have been great throughout the show today. And I feel like I feel like we've done a good job of staying on top of them today, Josh. I'm proud of us. So when we come back. Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda, right here on the ref. Real quick, before we hear from Dave Aranda. <laughs> Real quick before we hear from Dave Aranda. That's pretty much how last segment started, by the way. Big shout out to the Steel Man for hooking us up with these. Amanda Kristovich knew the best way to secure the third best Power 5 conference spot is to sign the most lucrative media rights package. The Big 12's new six-year $2.28 billion deal is a win for the conference, but the average per-school payout won't surpass the ACC. I've said this incessantly on this show, and you know me, I'm a big media rights nerd. I've never seen, and maybe it's brilliant strategy, I've never seen a media rights deal presented publicly how the Big 12's has been, where basically everyone is saying, wow, it's... You add in this and you add... No, that's not how we report on these. And for some reason, this one is reported like that. It does does not compute. It's a great deal. It signifies that the Big 12 will survive and will be fine. But, man, the way that it's been presented has been awesome, but also kind of shocking. TBH. Yeah, well, it's
1: been unfair. Right, it's been uneven.
0: Right. The uh
1: and quite say, quite frankly it's been uh what's the word? It's been
0: misleading. Exactly. And and here's the thing is immediately like you look in the comments and someone is like, "Yeah, well this is bad. This is only 31.6 mil from Fox and ESPN. It doesn't include the new college football playoff deal." And to her credit, she's like, "Yeah, that's why the story talks about the media value." Of the conference media package, rather than entire payouts, it's just it's funny to me how some people don't want to accept that you're in a situation where yeah, it's it's a really good deal and you should embrace it. If you want to get into a peeing contest about whose deal is better, then fine, do that. But you, they're able to add that to their deal too. Everyone is sure. So I don't understand. Well, the bottom
1: line is this. The, we'll see what happens with the Pac-12, but the Big 12 is going to be, best case scenario, third and a distant third. And probably there's a good chance it's not going to be third.
0: Exactly. So interesting stuff from Amanda Kristovich, who covers sports business for front office sports.
1: What, is the, what did you say the per-school distribution is before all of the NCAA tournament and college football playoff payouts? Well,
0: 31.6 mil is so the that's, average. Yeah. that's
1: less than the ACC right now, correct? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. so I mean, it's going to be
0: dead last. But it, it's nice. It looks good. You, you're also talking about 12 teams. Well, and there was a fear that it could be somewhere like 15 million. That's a good point from an unnamed source. How front-loaded is that deal? Right, because it is an extension. Now it doesn't truly kick in until Oklahoma and Texas are gone. Maybe it's a little backloaded, but yeah, this—I I, just—I've never seen a—I've never seen a league's media deal be reported in conjunction with playoffs and in NCAA tournament reports like like this one has been. All right, let's do a random. As we get set for OU and Baylor on Saturday, Steelman went through the Dave Aranda press conference, and the head Baylor coach talked about Dylan Gabriel and what's been so impressive about Gabriel.
2: He's got a really live arm. There's great confidence in him, and so he'll throw from one hash to the other sideline. You know, He's got great anticipation, so he throws guys open, Um, and then he can beat you with his legs, too. You know, if everything's covered and there's nowhere to go with it, he can take off running. And so you have to be really sound with your pass rush, and, um, you know, it helps to have vision on the ball with your coverage, uh, or vision on the quarterback, rather. So, yeah, he makes it very difficult.
0: Mm. And then in general, what Aranda thinks of this Oklahoma football team?
2: You know, I think right now with – with coach venables i think they're still kind of fine on themselves which you know you could say that about us too over here and so i think there's there has been improvement um these last couple of weeks and um they're playing they're playing hard for him and they're so you can see the um you know the inspired play and then i think you can see um um, you could see kind of a, um, a a defense that has found an identity and is playing towards it, and then you're looking at, you know, offensively, I, you know, they really ran the ball well this last game, and I th- I'm sure that helped their defense. And so you're seeing kind of a, a collective team kind of emerging. And so I think that would probably be the best way to answer that question is, you know, the, you know this, the, this Oklahoma team is becoming right now.
0: What
1: is that identity that you speak of defensively? I don't know.
0: (laughs) What would you say is OU's defensive identity right now? They played good one week. Okay. I think that's fair. I I don't think that they have a defensive identity. I don't either. I think it's coming. I think that Brent Venables is a – how about – they're they're multiple. They can do a lot of things. They're – Their identity is that they started
1: the season as one of the national leaders in TFLs and sacks and haven't really been able to do that since.
0: I'm trying to think if if I were not to be as cynical as you're being right now, I think that I would try to say that their identity is is in –
1: I don't know. I mean, honestly, their identity is that they've struggled in run defense,
0: but they were good last week. I guess that's a very good run in the football, right? So there's always that counter to it. And
1: they're playing a team in Baylor that's really, How about really this? good, I would
0: say this you have one of the greatest defensive minds running the show. So there that that should be that should be it. Sure. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Um eleven forty five. Look at us. When we come back, let's put a wrap on the news. It, Cam asks, could you please repeat about high school games being canceled due to weather in Oklahoma? They haven't really been canceled. They're getting moved. I'm a grandpa in Indiana planning on watching my grandson play Friday night. Thank you. Well, you can change your plans to Thursday. Nothing's been canceled as the concerns over the weather on Friday night have increased. Grandpa Cam, they're moving everything to Thursday. I'm here to provide that service for you.
1: Who are you? Uh, where does uh, where does your grandson play for which team?
0: I, he's on text, so you want me to wait till he replies?
1: Well, no, but okay, uh, let's kick our feet up and wait. Here. I ain't got nothing else. I'm we were saying, on time for a little. I'm bit. I'm curious if it's one of our broadcasts. You could check it out on KrefSports TV.
0: And Brent from Jinx, right? Seventy five to hundred million dollars per school is greater. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I just don't. I I, I guess I don't. I just don't understand how this has been reported. It's a good deal, right? You can report on it as the 30 plus million they're getting per school. That's awesome for where people thought they were going to be. But I mean, it, I mean, look at what the Big 10 when it adds USC and UCLA and the SEC in the deal it gets in just adding Oklahoma and Texas, what that's going to look like for them when you add that revenue as well. I just it's kind of throwing me off a little, Here's bit. I'm not going to lie.
1: I told you this from the moment we first saw the report of what the deal looked like. I think this is this is ESPN PR. You think so? Absolutely. It, you, the piece that you're talking about, how, uh, how the money is structured in the deal, that's from the ESPN story, right? That's true. And ESPN is inking the deal. They, ESPN and Fox are inking the deal with the Big 12. So it comes straight from the negotiation table. Of oh guys don't worry you're not getting only thirty one million you're getting fifty million a year
0: yeah <laughs> yeah they're getting fifty million a year but guess what then the Big Ten's getting a hundred and twenty million <laughs> right. a year it's just we keep adding these numbers I mean ACC still gets paid I don't I don't care where you are the pecking order versus the ACC you are what you are you're set I don't get it all right quick break when we come back we'll put a wrap on the Air Comfort Solutions at text line plus plus my favorite story of the day. Right here on The Ref. All right. I can't wait to get to my favorite story of the day. Uh, Johnny H. writes off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, The folks who put up the white tailgate tints should have listened to the weather forecast. They're going up right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Y'all be careful out there. Jalen Ross just confirmed that David Hicks will officially visit OU on Bedlam still.
1: Look at Jay Ross. At
0: Jay Ross, my man.
1: Dude is uh off to a rip roaring start to a journalism
0: career. He's friends with David, I think. I think they've I if I remember correctly, Jalen, you could text me and, and correct me, but that tell, does help. I'm gonna tell you something. When he committed to AM and I watched that video. One sold, he's going to A&M. One sold it all. And Brent Venable said it during his presser. Now, we didn't get to it today, which gives us something to get to tomorrow. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> woo um, But recruiting ended up being kind of an interesting conversation there, during Coach Venable's presser. They're not going to give up on guys. Nor are they going to give up recruiting their own guys. Nor are they going to freak out. But I never freaked out about David Hicks. I did. You did. And, and but listen – I've completely understood why you would. I I just think he's going to end up at OU. I really do. But what Proud do I know? Dindy as well? What do I know about recruiting Josh Helmer? I don't know anything.
1: Mucho is what you know. Look at
0: this. Look at this. I'm telling you, right. we have developed a lifelong friendship on this show today. Kevin just texted me and said, we've advised the tailgate tent people that they need stronger, um, base balliast. So in other words, they got to be ready for some strong wins. Exactly. I don't know that word, Kevin. I know it's fancy, but I'm not that smart. Uh, the Sagarin is like doing a math test. You know, it's a failure. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, oh my gosh. Nine-Win. The quicker the world series gets over, the better it'll be. Croquet is better than cricket. I, I don't have a strong opinion on that one, I think. From the 405, imagine how Michigan fans felt last night. I think Michigan fans feel like they're better than, than Clemson. And you know that, again, if you're Michigan and you're on the table, you're still getting in, right? There's, yeah. You're going to beat Ohio State and you're still getting it. Michigan's being made to pay for their week non-conference schedule. It's that simple. The The one thing, though,
1: that probably bothers Michigan fans, too, though, is – it, it does feel like, and you and I and others are guilty of this, the discussion points <laughs> more pronounced right. for the SEC could have teams that aren't conference champions that get in. That's not necessarily the case for Michigan, right? right? There is a little bit of that scuttlebutt out there, but you know, with Michigan being placed behind Clemson right now, makes it a little less likely that they can lose close to Ohio State, have Ohio State win the Big Ten, and still get in to the college football playoff right it feels like Mm -hmm. michigan the path is clear right control your own destiny beat ohio state win the big 10 championship again and you're in but it doesn't feel like that other option necessarily where you don't win the big 10 is
0: on the table and real quick one more text there's a question on facebook writes the 405 oh that's where i go for all of my information me too hard hitting uh asked who we thought was the best ou quarterback I mentioned Josh Heupel just because he took them to a national title. Now, I know there were a lot of quarterbacks who have a lot better stats than a Heisman, but isn't your expectations at OU to win a national title? Heupel did that with less stats than Murray, Mayfield, Bradford, or White. Your thoughts? Now, I would just tell you, my friend, when I say this, I wouldn't go to your Facebook page and say, well, hey, I got confirmation from Chris Plank. That I'm right because that will get you piled on even more. Oh, bleh, ha, rah, I'm not listen to him. I've been on Facebook probably too much. Yeah, you're right. But see, then it gets kind of because we did this debate like, two years ago during the summer when we did our Sooner Sound Off show, and I picked Josh Heupel. as my, and I think I had the first pick too. And I took Hypel. Why? He won a national championship. Yeah. He came in and changed Oklahoma football in 1999, paved the way for all of those guys. So to me, yeah, and, and uh, the people who paved the way are always for God. First true-throwing quarterback oh you had. So I'm with you on that one. Now, if you're talking about I'm sitting at the 20-yard line and I got to go 80 yards in a minute, give me Kyler Murray every single time. Story of the day. I'll take you to Philadelphia. A bunch of legendary Philly restaurants are turning down catering orders for the Astros while they're in town. Um, the... Uh, Let's see. And and they have receipts as well, too. Here was one. My cousin and I the Astros cheesesteaks today, and their fans are threatening to bomb his store.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: But, yeah, they have all the receipts of basically the Astros saying, hey, I'm so-and-so with Houston. Can you help me out? We'd love to get some meals catered. And everyone in Philly is saying no right now. <laughs> Isn't that like bad... Bi- what am I talking about? It's Philadelphia. It's incredible business. Yeah, that's that's good marketing. Hey, have a great day. You know, um, we'll do this again tomorrow. Sound like a plan? Steelman and Thune at Noon are next. For Josh, I'm Plank. This is the Home of Sooner Fans.